By the moment I saw Evgeny Plushenko wearing his mask properly, I knew this was about to be huge. Hey guys, welcome to My Stick, the podcast where I get away all my frustration about the overscoring because my family just look at me and I will wait. My name is Jesus, this is Jemai Sticks, and today I'm gonna discuss Japanese and Russian nationals. But I decided to divide this into two parts because otherwise it's gonna be a little bit huge because there's so much going on on both nationals. So yeah, in this episode I'm gonna talk about Japanese ladies and Russian Aizans and ladies. So, yeah, that's it. My name is Jesus, and welcome to GMI Sticks. Reminder, as always, that I put um, the timestamps on the description, so you can check and you can skip whatever you are not interested in hearing, because I know, even though it's fear skating, only uh, there are people that are not interested on something, so, uh, on some disciplines, um, so yeah, like, you can skip whatever you want, and yeah, let's, let's get into it, um, I don't want to extend so much because I gotta extend so much on the other thing, so, you know. Okay, so, I'm gonna start with, uh, Japanese ladies. Japanese nationals were also amazing, I didn't have the time to watch everything, because it's not my time zone, I'm sleeping while that's happening and it pisses me off and as I can uh, use my cell phone at night because my mother <laughs> took my cell phones because otherwise I'm not sleeping, I don't understand that really um, well I wasn't able to watch it live and um, yeah I just watched the, the winners uh, well the, the skaters I was most interested into. But yeah, um, the winner of this event was Rika Kihira is her second straight title and such a well-deserved title. Uh, first of all, I want to mention this. Um, it's so charming to see her and Stefan Lambiel uh, and Mia Hamada taking hands like before her program is so sweet um, that just convinced me that she's just being personally trained by Stefan Lambiel and not as a toko that it was like a partially trained but now she trains fully with uh, Libra Kale I think I'm not sure but I, I'm not 100% I'm 99% sure that's the case but yeah uh, it was so charming to see that um, and yeah now let's talk about her programs she was the winner on both the short and the free. Uh, on the short program, she did a magnificent triple axel, then triple flip, triple toe, where she put uh, her free leg down. And I think it was quite on the rotator, at least quarter. And uh, textbook triple lots, because she has a tri textbook triple lots. This program was set to The Fire and Within by Jennifer Thomas, and it's all original. I love it. Um, since the music was, uh, was like up, uh, about which was about to be her programs, I was so excited. I think I'd mentioned it in an episode before this. I'm not sure, but I think I did. Well, the point is that yes, it's original. I love the music and the choreo is also really good. Uh, this was choreographed by, uh, Richard Penui and yeah, it was really good. Um... The costume was a little bit heavy, in my opinion, but it was really good, I think. Mm, yeah, some people say that it was more for a tango, and I can see why, but I still, I think it reflects well the name of the song, and yeah, I quite like it. Still, we don't know what is the concept of the dance, so, of the program, sorry. Uh, so we can say, like, this does not reflect the program, because we don't know what's the story behind it. But anyway, um, the choreo, even though it's, it was really good, I feel it felt a little bit empty on the first half of the program, but I can understand why. Like, first of all, it's her first competition of the year. Like, you know, uh, she hasn't competed in four continents, I think. Well, no, the tournament that was after four continents? The same way uh, Shoma Uno also compete. But, well, anyway, um, the thing is that, yeah, 
First of all, like she's not training at Japan. She was training at Switzerland in Theme Champery with Stefan Lambiel, and yeah, such a beautiful uh, partnership between them. So obviously, um, get adapt to a new coach is is difficult. And also, I think uh, like the emptiness of the first part of the program is because the step sequence is like killer. <laughs> There's so many things going on in that step sequence, so I think it's wiser to like get a little bit empty on the first part because in that way she can save the most energy possible for the step sequence that has so many elements as a one-handed car wheel that I love. Totally, and yeah, overall, I like this program a lot. Also, the triple axle was magnificent. It was uh, such a light axle. Uh, no, no doubt that it was rotated, and yeah, it was doing in a really good way. I think it was one of her greatest uh, axles, one of the greatest axles she has produced. Now, talking about her free, she finally lands the quad stalk. It was amazing. It was so effortless. Um, maybe it was a little bit quieter. It wasn't marked, but I don't care, <laughs> to be honest. It was so effortless. The position in the air was really amazing. And she does it with with really good finesse. So, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, then her triple axel was marked quieter. And yeah, I think it was a little bit under. But anyway, I don't care. She had planned a double axel, a triple axel in the second half uh, that she didn't make. But uh, I think it was white because as the first triple axel wasn't the greatest possible, she didn't want to risk. So it was really, it was really wise. My question is, what happened to the triple flip, triple loop that she was trained on the uh, up season? I don't know what happened there, but eh, anyway. And yeah, the layout was a little bit weird. She did two double axles, both on the second half. But well, first of all, I think it's because she didn't want to risk another triple axel on the second half. And also, I... I heard somewhere that she was feeling pain again doing the lats. That's why. That's why she didn't make it. So well, I hope it's not an injury. Uh, but I think I. I mean, it's really good that she's caring about her her health. That she's not forcing her to do uh, unnecessary things, especially because she knew she was able to win with an easier layout than she had planned. Um, the career is amazing. Like, Stefan Lambiel is such a great choreographer uh, and such a great coach. He's so nice. But yeah, the choreo was really amazing. Uh, even though she was rushing in some parts of the choreo. But I don't, I don't mind it. Like, again, it's her first competition of the year. She needs to get used to, to the program a little bit more. She needs to have more competitive experience with the program and that stuff. Uh, same with the short. And the spiral little uh, look a little bit uh, uncomfortable for her, uh, as well as the ending pose. Uh, her way to the ending pose was a little bit weird, but you know, I don't care. It was a really good performance. I love it. Such a well-deserved title, and yeah, I love Rika. Like, and especially her first game. I think I like her free a little bit more than her short. But the music is so beautiful. Uh, I never heard about uh, that song before, but I was listening to it yesterday while I was editing uh, something for my Instagram account. Follow me on Instagram. The the the, um, the account is in the description. It's at Jim Sticks. So yeah, follow me. And this is their spam. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was doing uh, an edit for my Insta account, and I was listening to that song while I was editing, and it was such a great experience. And yeah, the program is also beautiful. And yeah, that's all I need to say about her. Now, on second place, we had Kaori Sakamoto. That, first of all, I'm so excited for her. She is getting away with a um, uh, bad face of last year's nationals. So, that's really good for her. Um, yeah, on her short program, she was at uh, her best. She did a double axle, triple lats, but then she was shaky on the triple flip and she only had a double toe. 
but still she wasn't second after the short but anyway um i have nothing to say about this program that i didn't say uh on the nhk um podcast it's really beautiful like yeah <laughs> i like it it's so rook it's so classy it fits her so well i love uh the timing of the jumps i love the spins i love everything about this program except the loot i still thinking the lot is a mistake in this composition because uh the loop will be uh 10,000 times better than a loot considering her edge um and it's a shame that her combo was not working on this occasion but All of her jumps are really good in terms of length. Also, I, I think I saw uh, a picture of um, the statistics of her double axle length comparing to Shoma's triple axle. And I think it ha it has a, a little bit more of length than Shoma's had. So that's really impressive and that just shows Uh, how many ice coverage she had also on the statistics about the speed she has um, more speed she was uh, yeah faster than Rika on the overall overall program on the free skate but yeah it was really good I love the program on the free skate uh, well she had a little bit of a mistake on the double axle triple toe double toe Uh, the triple toe was a little bit shaky, but still she managed to land it and put it the double toe. Um, I don't know why it didn't have negative GOE because yeah, it was it needs um, a GOE negative, but but at the same time, um, her loots was was marked with an H violation, uh, which shows that well, they are overscoring, but not that much as. As another federation, right, Russia? I'm looking at you. But yeah, um, she had a new dress, and it wasn't pipe. I really love that. Um, and yeah, let's just ignore that her triple toe and her triple loop were a little bit shaky. I don't care, to be honest. But yeah, that's that's mostly. Uh, I love Kauri's style. Especially her free, even though I love her shirt and I think it's perfect for her. I think the free is like really cool. Um, especially the curry sequence, we all love that. The uh, killer blade is amazing and she's so committed to the performance. I, I love that. Uh, she's so endured to, to, this, to this program and I, I just love it. Like, yeah. And such a well deserved silver. Now, going on to the third place, we have the one and only tiny little queen, Satoko Miyahara. I'm so excited for her. I wasn't even expecting her on these championships, as I say, on the podcast previous to this one. Because, yeah, I think I mentioned that. I wasn't sure if she was about to attend nationals because she was at Canada, but she did. So I'm really happy for her. Um, on the short program, she did triple lats, triple toe. I think the lats was called under, or it was a toe. I don't remember. Then double axel and then double loop that it obviously didn't count because uh, your single jump at the short program must be a triple. If you're a woman, if you're a man, you can do a triple or a quad, but yeah. Thing is that, Um, this program is set to uh, Gnosian number one and Metamorphosis number two. The it was choreographed by Stefan Lambiel again. Stefan is such a great choreographer, <laughs> and yeah, it was originally her exhibition, but they adapted to make it a short program, a competitive program. And the add up jumps were really good. It's uh, the jumps are sitting in such a natural way, and the program itself is so touching. Like it's she she's I think the the only <laughs> skater currently who feels every bit of the music and who transmits every of that. Like she could do a program without any jumps, and it's still it will be amazing. 
and she will deserve any of the components of this planet. She could she could earn nothing on every category of components. Well, maybe not on, on transitions, but I don't care. Um, yeah, she feels the music on such a very natural way, and I love that. And also that ending poses, chef kiss, as well as the dress. I love the dress. I love her spins. Her jumps are not the greatest, but who cares about jumps when you're the Taco Miyahara? Mm. But anyway, on her free skate, she did a pretty good job. Um, the only mistake was her combo of triple flip, double toe, double loop, where uh, she was a little bit... Um, well, she, yeah, <laughs> she wasn't comfortable on the takeoff for the double loop. She missed the takeoff, and yeah, it wasn't the greatest double loop of her life. And on the double axle, triple toe, she was in the rotated, she fell. But, I mean, this program is amazing. I was expecting so much of this program because we have, on one hand, Satoko Miyakara, queen of PCS, queen of interpretation, queen of everything on this world. And on the other hand, we had Tosca, who is such a dramatic piece of music. So I was expecting greatness of this program, and you know what? It didn't disappoint me. I mean, by the time she started with the spiral, I was like, this program is gonna be amazing, because it is. <laughs> you know, it is such a dramatic program. On the step sequence, she feels every bit of the music. She does every movement with the music, and that just reflects on the overall performance. It was really amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I was expecting so much, and still it surprised me, because... Not every athlete is capable of doing such a nice, a nice Tosca. Uh, this could be even better than Michelle Kwan's Tosca. And those are my words. So, yeah, uh, I'm so sorry, Maria Talalaikina, but uh, my spot for favorite free skate of the season is now taken by Satoko Miyahara's Tosca. And yeah, she's the queen. I'm so happy that she's gonna go to Worlds if they happen that I don't think so, but I'm really happy for her. Okay, so now moving into Ice Dance, I got my predictions right. Uh, points for me for that. <laughs> I never got my predictions right, so I'm happy for this. Also, Japanese ladies, I almost predicted, like... I say like on bronze, if Satoko Miyahara goes, she has a real good opportunity to get bronze, and she did. So, um, yeah, I have two predictions right in all the po uh, all the parts of the podium. So yeah, kudos for me. <laughs> okay, so on first place we have Alexander Stepanova and Ivan Bukin with a total score of two hundred twenty point one six. Um, they win by almost 10 points and they totally deserved it. We haven't seen them uh, all of the season because they were injured, then they got COVID. It was such a horrible <laughs> uh, season for them, but finally we were able to watch them at Nationals and I was really excited because they're my second favorite Islanders out there, obviously behind Papadakis Isagan, because, I mean, if you know me, if you follow me on Instagram, and if you pay attention to what I say here, um, it's obviously why. <laughs> but yeah, on the rhythmic, uh, they, they recycle both of their programs from last season, which is totally understandable. First of all, the rhythmic dance, um, the the music, uh, so like, well, the music requirement is uh, the same, is spin step, so they can totally do the same, no problem with that. The free dance, amazing. Um, and yeah, like, they're competing so late on the season, so there's no point in doing new, new programs, you know. Um, Let's let's save the the new dances for for next season. That it's the Olympic season. But yeah, and the rhythm dance uh, they perform to Moulin Rouge, which I love. I love those costumes. They change uh, his costume. If I remember correctly, he had a different uh, kind of smoking, like with a little bit of a. Yeah, it was different. It was a little bit longer. The part of the back. I don't know, but they change it. I don't care. Uh, her costume, I 
thing is still the same and I love it. I love that program because the sass, I mean the first, the first like, I don't know, then seconds of the program, well, of the dance are so like, she being sassy, he being hot, then they're being hot together. I love that. Like the sass and then like the lip they do is amazing. The tweezles are amazing. Really good synchronized. Uh, really good, um, really good posture onto the tweezles. They are just amazing and they are so together on all the, on all the overall performance. Um, I think he did a little bit of a mistake going onto the last part of the program. But it wasn't that noticeable. I don't know if it was a mistake or if it wasn't. It was a little bit strange. But uh, I mean, overall, really good. They are in a score of 87.28 for their rhythmic dance. And it was totally amazing. I love that. I love them a lot. And on the free dance, the free dance was one of my favorite uh, free dances of last season. And still is being one of my favorites from this season. Because, I mean, it's just... Amazing, the mix between uh, Primavera and uh, Crimea River is totally amazing. Uh, the two musics go so well together and the first part is like so classy and the second half they just sell everything and I love that. I love the, um, the twizzle pattern on the last part, I don't know, the choreo twizzle move, the choreo twizzle move, that's it. It's really good, it's really original, um, it looks amazing. And then like the sliding move going to the ending pose, I love that. Also like, yeah, the leaves, uh, the rotational leaf is one of my favorites where she puts her leg on his shoulder and she's doing a split while they are rotating, it's just amazing i love that my only complaint about this is that i don't know why but the mm, kind of storm uh sounds that they're put uh, sounds really loud if i remember last season it didn't sound that much i mean it's it's thing of the music not of the program itself because I love the program, they're so passionate, they enjoy it, they sell it, I love it, and technically it's almost perfect, like, again, they're so committed to what they're doing, and they're doing really good, like, there's no moment where they look like they're, they're up, because sometimes with both Aizans and Pears, uh, the problem is that uh, it looks like two different, um, like, if they were strangers and they don't know what they're doing, that it looks like uh, if they're doing two different things and with them, no. They, they are doing like the same thing at the same time and it just look beautiful. So, such a well-deserved goal for Stepanov and Bukin. I love them. I hope in the future when they go against Sinitin and Katalapov, they beat them because they deserve it. They're better. And yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Now, on second place, we have Tiffany Zagorski and Jonathan Guerrero. Um, yeah. <laughs> Such amazing. I love them both. Uh, they're not as technical perfect as the part of booking arm, but still, they're so passionate with what they're doing, and I just love that. But let's talk with the rhythmic dance. They dance to the greatest showman. It's quite curious because it's not unusual music that you would use for um for a fin step. Like if I think of a fin step, the first thing I came to my mind is a sing 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 because everyone uses sing sing sing. So <laughs> it's mostly that. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't look like that much for a fin step, but at the end of the day, they're doing, uh, the, the steps of fin step. So even though the music is not for that, uh, music style, the, the dance is set to the music style, so it doesn't matter. Like, you can dance to whatever you want if, uh, if you consider the, the type of the steps you're doing. But obviously, you need to do something that fits, and The Greatest Showman actually fits with what they're doing, so I really love that. 
Um, yeah, the short dance, the rhythmic dance, sorry, it's really good. They're so passionate, but it's not my favorite. Uh, they're not my favorite songs from The Greatest Showman. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> that's mostly it. But yeah, I love them. <laughs> and on free dance, they do it to Survivor. Survivor is one of my favorite songs. I really love it, and they're so committed. <laughs> like, I mean, they they love and they feel every bit of the music when they are performing. And so it's like, oh, especially Thief. Thief do it, do everything. Like, oh, I love how committed she is to what is she doing. I love her a lot, uh, and she shines, she shines a lot, he also shines, but not as much as Tiffany, <laughs> but yeah, they will shine, but Tiffany is a little bit superior, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're doing amazing things, uh, if I, well, I think the major difference between them and Estepanov and Booking is the fact that... They are not as refined as Stepanov and Bukin. And it's not because the music selection, the music selection has nothing to do with uh, how refined you are. It's mostly because uh, Stepanov and Bukin does everything like with such a finesse and they are more like doing things, but they don't end it on like the right way. I don't know if I'm explaining this like correctly. But yeah, technically, Stepanov and Bukin are a little bit superior, but I think on the performance side, Zagorski and Garrido are superior to Stepanov and Bukin because they're so committed to what are they doing and they just love, love to perform, love to, love to be there. And I just, I just love that. It's, uh, yeah, they give it all to the to the eyes when they're when they're on and i i love that it's a quality that i i respect a lot uh and for a for a person who doesn't know like about technique and that stuff like maybe it's it's gonna be more more in, more interesting to watch Sakurovsky and Obrero than Stepanov and Bukin because even though Stepanov and Bukin does everything like perfectly maybe uh you get more um, more entertained by Sigorsky and Arredo, and that's totally understandable. But yes, still, Stepanov and Bukin are my favorite, but Sigorsky and Garrido had has uh, such a special uh, part in my heart because I love them. And last but not least, on third place, we have Anastasia Skopskova and Kirill Alishin. They scored uh, 186.97. And they were the third on the rhythmic dance and fourth on the free dance. On the rhythmic dance, I love it. Uh, it's such an interesting rhythmic dance. Again, they have the sass. And I think for a finstep uh, program, it's so, it's so important to have sass because otherwise you're gonna look fake, you're gonna look boring. Um, I talk about that on the Rostelecom analysis when I talk about the rhythmic dance of... Um, Sinitsin and Katalapop. <laughs> I I talk a, a little bit about that. That it looks a little bit fake if you're not if you're not feeling it, but you're faking it. Um, but it's better to to find a, a music that suits you uh, instead of like trying to uh, to make people believe that you already that you are feeling it. But they feel it. They actually feel it. They're not faking it. Uh, they're so passionate. Again, as I said on the Rostelgan one, uh, the music choice is not my cup of tea, especially with my heart belong to daddy. Of all the Marilyn Monroe songs that you can choose, why to choose my heart belongs to daddy? I have no idea, but you know, personal taste is, I guess. Oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought my. <laughs> I thought my phone was about to turn off, but it wasn't, so, well. I think my favorite part of the rhythmic dance is uh, nearly at the end, when she basically does an aerial uh, supporting on his body, it's really good, it looks really original, and yeah, overall, uh, they performing on such a good way. On the free dance, um, it's one of my favorite free dances. 
I, I know they're uh, recycling this from last season, I don't care. Um, I saw this, this free dance uh, the first time at the Restelic home and I have the same thoughts as this. First of all, the costumes are amazing, like they uh, put up the idea of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey in such a good way, where it's not that explicit but it represents what's going on in the movie. And it looks so sexy, but sexy in a, such a good way, you know? I love that. It's... wow. It it really... I don't know who's the costume designer of these, these costumes, but kudos, because... wow. They look so amazing and they fit them really well. Um, and her expression during all the freelance is so... wow. <laughs> Uh, she she looks like she feels everything of the concept of the dance and also uh, the choreo is implemented in such a musical way again I have said this a multiple times before but I always respect when someone puts effort on musicality because musicality is so is always such a good part of of enjoying a performance and they they have really a musical choreo when every bit of the music uh is represented by a movement and that's always it's always a plus you know uh, it's a plus and what are they doing and i really love that the only mistake they did uh, well the big mistake they did here is that she had a mistake on the tweezles on the first part of this whistle sequence uh she uh, loses center and she basically missed a tweezle she missed a turn uh, she received a level 3 for that Twizzle, I will give a level 2, I don't know why level tw 3, but Russia. Uh, he received a level 4, but still they received negative GOE, so totally understandable. But otherwise, such a good performance, uh, it was really entertaining and I really loved it. That's it. Okay, so now I think this is what are you waiting for. Now let's move to Russian ladies and all the drama that came with it. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so long, but you know. On first place, we had Anna Sherbakova, three-time Russian champion and really great deserved. So yeah, let's see, let's see what, what she did. Okay. On the short program, she almost went clean on all the jumping and buses she was clean under quotation marks, obviously, because edges are, are never gonna be called. Well, she did double axel, triple flip, triple lats, triple loop on the second half. And yeah, um, well, first of all, uh, on the training session she was doing, double axel, triple flip, triple up, triple loop, and on the second half, only a triple loop. And I thought like, well, she hasn't been consistent with the triple loops, triple loop all season, so it's understandable. But then when I saw that she didn't connect anything to the triple flip, I was like, no, 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 she's gonna be, she's gonna do loops love and I'm gonna die because, ah! And I was almost crying when she landed the triple loops, triple loop, but then... She had a mistake on the fly camel, she didn't uh, land. The fly entry in the greatest way possible, but still she finished the the spin. I think it was a level two. I can't remember, but don't worry. It was the biggest mistake, but still like uh, the overall performance was really good. I love her expression. I I read somewhere that a person say like no, she only do uh, sad faces, and it's like no. She doesn't. If you look closely, uh, closely at the end of the performance, she like first she smiled and then she put her sad face. I think it's because the story. I think it has to be like with the loss of someone you love. I can't remember, but it's something like that. And she's like living in the memory and that stuff. But it's still like really good. Um, this program is really growing on me. I think I like it a little bit more than perfume. And yeah, well. Uh, the concerning thing right now, um, she was almost dying at the end of the performance, like, for so many reasons, like, uh, she was sewing, she was not green, she was sewing, 
And I was really scared for her because, I mean, a short program is uh, three minutes long. It has only three jumping passes. And if she almost died with that, how was she gonna do on the free skate that is a minute longer and four jumping passes more? But she managed to do it. I don't know. I don't know how. But then that same day, it appears video of uh, the official practice when she was smelling salts in order to help her with the breathing, uh, to help her lungs to to have more more endurance. Uh, yeah, to not like collapse at the middle of the performance. And I mean, smelling salt is something that so many. Um, uh, so many sport versions do, but still, like, if you're not in the right, like, condition, it's risky for you to to go and, and do a, a full performance. And don't come here, like, only they know, blah, 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 because there are, there are, uh, fa it's a fact, not a rumor, that Terry, um... And Daniel say the say her repeatedly in several times that she she has to withdraw, but she didn't because she has so many determination. But you know, and yeah, I was so concerned. But then on the free skate, like she did two quads, she did quad lats uh, and quad flip. And then on the second half, she put two combinations, a triple loops, triple loop, and triple flip all there, triple salco. I don't know what, what the heck, what happened there? Because she didn't look tired at all. I don't know what, what's going on. Uh, because the different, I, I thought she was about to die. Because, I mean, um, there were like uh, rumors actually that in the official practice she was semi-fainted. Uh, and she didn't end the performance. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's not gonna do it. I was really nervous when she was on the ice. But she managed to do it and she didn't look tired at the end. So what the heck. But uh, I don't care. Her overall performance was so touching, especially knowing in the concept that um, she was almost dying in her short. Uh, I was like, 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 oh, on the Spanish expression, I was con el Jesús en la boca, because I was so so scared for her uh, of uh, having problems during the performance and no she uh, she feels every bit of the music she feels the entire program uh i was crying at the end as well as irritated did uh i mean in which kind of world we live when uh like i mean what i'm married for her that she didn't terry cry uh it it was wow it was so emotive uh i really love the performance um this program is really growing on me uh, I still think, think that uh, the last kid of music, I don't like it. I like uh, No One Ever Called Me That a little bit better, but still, like, uh, with the overall impact, it, it it works better the last kid, but I don't like the music itself. But anyway, uh, she really did it good. I'm not going to talk about the overscoring right now. It's something that I'm going to touch a little bit later. But yeah, I'm so happy for her, even though... Um, there were uh, sports uh, that are you um, say that she had a f had fever on the day of the show program. She has theory uh, Celsius grades, which mm, that's fever. Uh, and on the free skate, she refused to take her temperature. So I have no idea what is going on that there. Uh, that's concerning. Um, First of all, because of her health, and second of all, because we're in a pandemic and one of the symptoms of the COVID is fever, so, you know. But anyway, let's hope everyone's okay, uh, including her, obviously. But yeah, that's mostly it about her. I'm so happy for her, even though she risked so many things, it was a little bit ir irresponsible for her part, especially knowing the temperature thing. But anyway, like, I applaud her strength because no old people is able to, like, without being fully recovered for pneumonia that I'm almost sure it was COVID. Um, and being able to do two almost clean performances, the free clean as a for the edges again. Um, 
and like wow so yeah congratulations for her for her third national title she is the first Russian lady to do three three titles in a row since Ines Lushkaya I think it was in 2002 so congratulations for that on second place we had Camila Balieva trained as well by Eterchut Beritze on the short program uh, she jumped triple flip, then triple axel where she fell, and on the second half, triple lutz, triple toe. Um, I mean, she was really nervous when she was on her way to the triple axel. Since the moment she took off, it was noticeable that she was about to fall. But, yeah, like, I mean, it's understandable. Um, I think... Uh, in the performance side, I like it a little bit more because this time she wasn't rushing that much. Because she tends to rush when she's nervous. But this time she didn't, so it's something I apply uh, really well. Um, I think her performance conditions was better than in stage 5 of a Russian Cup. But it was less than, less than in stage 2. And I think the reason is the double, the triple axel, because at stage two she jumps a double, uh, so she's really nervous. Uh, again, she was really nervous until the triple axel, and the thing is that it's her second jump, not her first. So you lose a little bit of interpretation uh, until the triple axel is done. But I mean, I'm happy because she didn't lose like the performance side, even though she fell. So that's something that really, really counts a lot. And her spins are great, like as always. Uh, I think in the posts I did for decades, I mentioned that she was a little bit slower into her spins, but now she's recovering her speed. It was like by the lack of competition obviously she wasn't at her best form on the skates and now like she did her spins and yeah they are like they are just to be but well on the free skate uh she jumped two clean quattos with uh, the arms over the head uh the ribbon helps her a lot with her axis she doesn't go that much out of the center when she does a ribbon which is good for her, but at the end of the day, uh, with so many ribbons, the program looks a little bit repetitive. But, I mean, it's something that works for her, it's nothing I'm gonna complain. Finally, she did a clean skit here, and I totally congratulate her for that. It was really good. I think the only mistake was that on her combo of triple flip, Euler, triple salco, the triple flip was a little bit quieter, but I, it wasn't caught. But it was, that was all, like, I mean, um, like, okay, this program is really growing on me, um, when I saw it at Tescates, I was like, that's a big no-no, but right now, like, she's more used to the program, the curry still's being horrible, um, <laughs> but that's obviously not her fault, it's fall of Danny Jim. But she's selling it, she's doing her best to save this program. And she's showing more sass that is something that you need to have when you're doing Bolero. Even though Bolero is horrible. <laughs> I don't know why is that popular, but I don't like Bolero at all. Uh, even though, uh, yeah, if you're gonna do a Bolero, you need to, to sell it. You need to have so many sass going into it. Um, but yeah, it's one of the greatest Bolero I've saw. Um, it's better than, I don't know, Elizabeth Tetskamishovas or Yevgeny Pluschenko. Uh, but still, is not a Karras level, but that's so many things to ask for a uh, 14 years old girl. So she's doing the best she can with this program and it's really working. Um, yeah, I mean, like, in my last the podcast I mentioned the fact that like France said that she was regressing and everything but no I totally refuse to believe that she was regressing on her skills and everything on the contrary she's improving and that's something that it always it's always good you know so kudos for her um and yeah I'm so happy that she finally did a clean free skate the short program didn't work out this time but still uh really well deserved silver under place we have Sasha Trusova. 
Uh, on the short program, she went clean. Uh, she didn't went very through black, so apparently she's injured. Uh, but yeah, she jumped double axle, triple flip, and on the second half, triple lutz, triple toe. Uh, I can see really good improvements uh, on everything, and especially in interpretation and skating skills overall. Uh, um, on the cur in the step sequence, she was like more committed to what she was doing. She was feeling more the music. She's doing more things with her hands. She's using more. She's using more the hands to express and the overall body. Just instead, like I mean, I can see now that she's feeling the music instead of just doing the choreo, and that's something that counts a lot. Yeah, uh, like wow, <laughs> like. It's you can't teach a person to feel the music, but they start doing it, and she's doing it right now. Which I bet if she was still with the theory, we won't see this kind of improvement because they were they will stick more to the jumps. But now that she's with Plushenko, I think she's really uh, well. They're trying to make her. Uh, a more all-arounder skater and it's really been noticeable right now so yeah i don't i don't understand why so many hate towards plushenko to be honest he's doing great things with rusova maybe not that many with kostornaya but i mean like kostornaya is different like obviously you're gonna have different approaches on different athletes but with Ruzova the improvements are way noticeable and again I don't think if, uh, if she's still sedentary uh, we we will see this this kind of this kind of improvements you know and it's really nice to see it's refreshing I think my only complaint about, well, I have two complaints about her, her shirt. First of all, um, the the change of the edge on the flip, it's way noticeable. It's a lot, basically. And uh, I don't like the new dress. Well, I like it, but I don't think it reflects the concept um, that much as the other one did. Because it was like, it's supposed to be her program. Like about the arrival of the spring and everything, how the flowers grow and secret garden and that stuff. So yeah, I don't think how the purple dress I feel that requirement. Uh, but you know, I don't. Uh, never mind. At the end of the day, it's her short. What is she wearing? So you know. But well, now let's move to her free skate with Romeo and Juliet. That is not Romeo and Juliet, it's the evil fatal love. And yeah, um, she did uh, quadlets, triple toe, and did quadlets, but quadlets with the arms over her head. The hell, that was impressive. Her rotation is so fast. I mean, like, a lot of fast. And she's using her topic a lot more than when she was at a Terry. Also, her posture at landings, especially on the combination, is really improvement. I was watching the difference between her quadlets uh, triple toe on the 2018-2019 season compared to the season in is really is really noticeable, especially on the landing on the triple lats and the connection with the triple toe, because her body was so uh, on the front when she was about to connect the second jump, and now she looks more straight onto the triple toe, and that's something that um, it works like it's more aesthetically pleasant and is more technically correct, so she is not risking that much. And yeah, then she did uh, two double axles and on the second half a clean triple, triple loop, which is wow, because she, again, she hasn't uh, land. I think she hasn't land uh, a really clean triple axles, triple loop, and it was really fast. The transitions on it uh, were amazing. And then triple flip, Euler triple salco, and triple axles to end. Again, it was clean 
which is surprising. It was the first time she did a clean competition on a while, and well, uh, kudos for her for that. Again, I can really see improvements on her interpretation, both on the choreo and the step sequence. Uh, the skates, her choreo sequence was my least favorite part of the program, and now I, I really enjoy it because she's feeling it, she's doing more things with her arms and everything. So, really good. Uh, again, she was injured and that's why we're not seeing those many quads. My bet with this is that she injured herself doing a quad toe. That's why she's not putting this because obviously the quad toe is easier than the quad lats. So, yeah, my bet is that she got injured on the quad toe so she's like a little bit scared of jumping uh, uh, the same jump where she injured with and she's not doing quad tug because uh, she's um, uh, it's her most inconsistent quad so she's not wanting to risk I think this competition was for to prove that she's able to put two clean programs and she did it so yeah totally happy for her did you really believe that I forgot about to mention the Dislike of Yevgeny Plushenko. Well, he's thumbed out. Like, I didn't. I was reserving things for the end. Well, when the scores of Trusova's short program came out, Yevgeny Plushenko was really unsatisfied with the, with the results. He started to shake it, he said, and then he did a thumbs down and it was a really big controversy and I'm going to give my humble opinion about that uh, obviously um, yeah this is my opinion you can agree you can disagree but I think it's really my opinion is stricter in such a good way but obviously I can have mistakes but Okay, let's go. Let's go into it. Um, we all know that um, overscoring and inflation of scores is a reality in all of the appreciation sports. It exists in figure skating. It exists in gymnastics. It exists in diving. It exists in so many other sports because, like, obviously. Um, those are sports that are not like soccer or basketball when you can count the the results by the number of uh, goals or of um, or baskets you you do. So overscoring is always gonna be a thing. For example, in gymnastics, we always complain about the overscoring of the USA girls. Or, for example, when the um, USA Classics or USA Nationals happens, uh, the, the scores are like massive, and those are scores that we're never gonna receive on an international stage. Like Kara Iker last year when she did like the hardest uh, beam routine ever exist. Um, at the nationals and classics, and then when she were at worlds, then none of her ring leaps were counted. She lost a lot of points there. So that that's mostly the point of inflation. And on national championships, the inflation is like really a thing because obviously the federation wants to show this image to the world, like, hey, we're the best. And no one can touch us because look at the scores our athletes are receiving. So that's that's mostly the thing with with inflation. But the problem is when even on your federation, the inflation of scores is going only towards just the number of athletes. And in this case, uh, those athletes are the athletic girls, except my acronym for some reason. Like, the results on Anna Sherbakova were massive. For I mean, Sherbakova is like a little bit uh, 
more than two points uh, less than the current world record and without a triple axel. Camila Valieva um, received a score that, for example, Rika Kira or Elisabetta Tutkamisheva will have received on international stage, on international stage with a clean triple axel, but she fell. And those kind of things, you know? Usaiseva was almost there, but she made some mistakes, but anyway, that's, that's the point. I'm talking about this short program, obviously. So, when Alexander Trusova receives a score of 75.76, where Sherbakova and Valieva did like mm, four or five points higher than her without being clean, um, obviously it looks like it's shocking because they're inflating Sherbakova and Valieva, but they are not inflating Trusova. I'm not saying Trusova wasn't their score, because that's mostly the score she will receive on the international stage. But if we compare that with the scores that were given to Sherbakova and Balieva, those scores are massive, you know. And Alexandra is being underscored by, but by the parameters of what the other athletes were receiving. So obviously, when the scores came out, you could obviously see the reaction of Yevgeny Plushenko. And then he started shaking his, his head from side to side. And then he did a thumbs down. After that, he gave an interview talking about overscoring, um, the need of fair scoring, how uh, other coaches were also angry. Mm, with the overscoring towards the theory girls and yeah I can totally understand his point and I don't blame him for what he did uh, so many people were saying that he was really unprofessional with his attitude but I really don't think so because he's in all of his right to fight for his athletes. He feels that his athletes need um, more than they actually were giving. I saw even some people that were saying like, but that's really unprofessional. For example, when Yuna Kim uh, went in the second place on Sochi and she was clearly underscored, she saved nothing. So he shouldn't say nothing either. But that's not right. I mean, uh, again, we all know that overscoring is actually a thing, inflation is actually a thing, and if you don't want to see that, you're blind, <laughs> and that's and there's no other way to express that, you're blind. But you can change the actual system, because the system is rotten, the system is totally rotten, on the way that... Just like, for example, the Russian skaters are always winning, getting scores that maybe they don't deserve. Uh, their edges are not being called, their rotations are hardly called, that kind of stuff. So, you want, um, and with the inflation and the overscoring, you want to implement um, fair scoring by being quiet about things. If you need to create a change, you need to speak on it. And that's what Plushenko is doing. So, like, I mean, if you... I mean, I think most of the people are just saying that Plushenko act like a clown just because they don't like him. But, I mean, the fact that you don't like a person and that you... You think that what is he doing is wrong are two separate things. And I don't think at all that Plushenko was wrong on doing the thumbs down. Maybe it wasn't the best way of representing his anger to the system. But it's a step on the direction of like going for a fairest scoring system that on the next generation, the athletes can receive what they deserve, nothing more and nothing less. Because at the end of the day, this course should be received for what the athlete is doing 
and not for what her coach is. That's my point. Like, I mean, the difference shouldn't be that higher, taking in consideration that Ruzova did a clean skate uh, that Sherbakov and Balieva didn't. And on the free skate, like, for example, Sherbakova receiving fours and fives for her quad lats when her, her edge is not outside. She flat her edge. And Trusova even received a zero on her quad lats triple toe when her edge is good. She prioritated, but the prioritization is not even part of the rules. And... Like, I mean, it just looks like <laughs> quite. It looks like a lot. And, like, for example, Valieva receiving a higher technical value than Trusova on the free skate, where Trusova had a highest uh, content, you know. But, I mean, it's just. It pisses me off because. I can't imagine like being an athlete and work so hard to have like really good results and at the end of the day don't be a reward for it because you're because these scores are moving only by influences and politics and everything. It it pisses me off a lot. Do I agree with the placement? Yes, I do. Maybe I will change Trusova for Valieva, but still like they will have been so close. But I'm not uh I I don't agree with the with the scores. Like for example, Sherbakova had like um almost more than ten points of gap between her and Balieva. So like what is going on with this? This is not right. And it looks like really obvious which athletes there were trying to push. So yeah, that, that's my opinion, again. But yeah, I don't think Plushenko was unprofessional in doing that. He's speak on what he believes um, is going to change something. And I say this in my stories, but... If you applaud Lisa Tutkamisheva when at Finlandia Trophy from last year, she did the thumbs up when she received the scores, um, like, saying quote-unquote that she was underscored. But you're saying that Plushenko was unprofessional by doing the thumbs down. You're being hypocrite because at the end of the day, they're doing this for the same purposes. That's it. Before I end of this this podcast, a special mention to Dario Sacheva and Maya Kramik. They really fight for it. Uh, Sacheva were clean. On the free skate, it was amazing. I love it. Uh, I love her interpretation. Kromik is um, really underrated. I love her. The quad didn't came out of this time, but hopefully next time. It looks more solid than the sock. But yeah, I love Kromik. I love her interpretation. Maybe I like her, her free skate a little bit more when uh, the, um, the career sequence and the step sequence were on the opposite uh, placements, but I don't care. She's feeling the music a lot. Lisa Nogumanova, she made the national team, finally. Uh, she was so happy. Her free skate made me cry as well as Stana because it was really emotional. Um, Tutska Misheva, it wasn't her greatest skate right now, but... I mean, she had COVID, she's recovering, hopefully she's gonna be able to produce something more amazing from the next time. Um, Sibinova is proving that she is really strong, she's been really consistent, she hasn't failed like in all the seasons, so really good for her. So like, you know, my girl, she did it amazing! Uh, I mean, she fell on the shore, but I don't care. She was smiling all the way through. She is such a performance. She is, she feels everything. And it looks like she does this just because she loves it. Samodurova, she was amazing. Um, they were underscoring her. They are being so unfair with her. But she's still fighting. Her, sh- her free skate was really amazing. Um, finally she landed all of her jumps, they were on the rotation and the stuff, but 
like she's fighting for what what she loves. Frolova with a comeback from the um, from the short program that it was such an unfortunately uh, short program, but on the free skate she was amazing. She learned everything. Kuliakova she didn't have the better the best uh, free skate of her life. She said that she was ill previous competition. I guess it was COVID as well. But she was fighting until the end, even though she popped some some jumps. Molchanova is really good. She's so underrated. Uh, her jumps are really pretty. Her spins are really good. Are really are really original. Tarankanova, I love her lots. This competition wasn't the greatest she could have ever produced, but hopefully, uh, she could still improvement. I think she was receiving donations to continue with her um, competitive career, so it must be so hard for her. But I mean, like, she's been, like, she's been inconsistent, but it's nothing that she can't, she can't overcome, and I think she will. Um, Onishenko, such a lovely performer, uh, even though she was called, like, at last minute, she proved that she can be part of the uh, nationals and she delivered on a really good way. Konstantinova wasn't her best skates. Like, it was a little bit unfortunate. She deserves a clean skate. I hope she can still improve and she can prove what she's made of because she deserves it. And Konstina, she's such a lovely girl and I can't wait to see her improving more and more. Because I just adore her. So yeah, uh, this was all for all of this segment. Um, probably I'm gonna post the next part of this podcast tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. I don't know. But yeah, on the next part I'm gonna talk about the pairs and Russian and Japanese men. So yeah, it's gonna be great too. And yeah, that's all for me. I hope you like it. Uh, if you have something to add or some suggestions for me, you can send them to my DMs on Instagram. Again, I'm going to put my Instagram in the description box. And yeah, that's mostly it. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to, to mention. Uh, thank you so much for listening to me. Uh, I really love you if you, <laughs> if you came since this point and yeah have an amazing day have an amazing life that's it for today and bye